the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. I need to just really go into this. It's important for me. Um, You will never rise above the words coming out of your mouth. I can place you just listening to you. I can tell if you believe truly trusting God or you don't truly trust in God or you're full of fear or whatever it is, just by listening to you. I can place you and God will place you too. You can never rise above what you're saying. The reason is the words you speak are coming from your thoughts. And as a man thinks in his heart, you can't change that. That's God's word. You can't change that. The words that are coming out of your mouth, if your words are filled with fear, that's what's going on there in your life. So you can never rise. We're talking about the words we speak. And, and God has his word for us to let us know that words are very important. And he's made it very clear to us from the very beginning when God told us the story of creation. How the world was created through words. And we were made in his image. We tend to go by what we feel, how we see things, what we're hearing from all around us, what people are saying, what majority believe. But we have to stay with the word of God. That's what is important. God says two cannot walk together except they are in agreement. And how do you agree with God? Agree with his word. God and his word are one and the same. See, speak his word. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate in it day and night. Then you are able to do all that is written in it. Then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. It's all based on words. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. If you keep speaking sickness, 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 my family is sick, sick, you believe in sickness. That's why you're talking about it. No matter what you say, you're always looking for that feeling of not feeling well. And what you say is what's going to come to you. So what we need to do is we need to recognize that Jesus is the great high priest of our confession. He ministers over what comes out of your mouth. What you're saying, that's what Jesus uses to build for you. You have to give him something. You remember when Jesus multiplied the bread? He didn't pull bread from heaven. He said, what do you have? Give me what you have. And I'll take that. I will bless it and give it right back to you. For the most part, for the Christian, the scripture told us this. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And many times we want to speak what we are feeling. If they doesn't agree with the word of God, don't say it. You can be afraid, but don't let it come out of your mouth. Don't say it. And certainly you don't want to act on it. No matter how you feel, we walk by faith and not by sight. You must never say it. It's not like you're so strong, but the Bible says, let the weak say, hey, you're feeling weak. And so you want to confess that. I'm telling you just as it is. I feel weak. God says, don't say it. It's wrong to say it. That's why his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts than our thoughts. But if we begin to think his thoughts, we become just like him. And if we begin to speak his words, we become just like him. But if we speak contrary words, you get the enemy attracted. Let me say this. Some of the things that we must declare, that's how we ended last week. Some of the things that we must declare. Declare that you have no fear. Always declare that you don't have any fear. You have no reason to be afraid. Are you going to be tempted to fear? Oh yes. Sometimes he comes in the mail. Sometimes he comes through the doctor. 
Sometimes you go walk into the office and somebody says, you don't look good today. And you're wondering what's really going on. And, and for most men, if your arm is, is hurting, they, and you begin to hear, this is a big one coming. <laughs> you may feel that, but don't say it. But if you, once you say it, you own it. It becomes your baby. You've given birth to it. If you were anxious before, as soon as it comes out of your mouth, you'll be increasingly anxious after that. Because it never goes away. You gave birth to it. It's now your baby. You have to say it. Now, let me say this. What you fear, you attract. Whatever you fear, you will attract. It will come to you. Job was clear in Job chapter 3, verse 25. It says, For the thing I greatly feared. He was lying. Sometimes I was thinking, I hear Christians say things and we sing it too. You know, the Lord, I'm going back to that scripture, but we need to understand certain things. Everything you read in scripture doesn't mean you can accept it and start acting on it. God just telling you what happened. This stuff that you hear, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. And we sing it in church. And you hear it in songs. And we sing it and sometimes people are crying, oh, the Lord gives and the Lord takes away. But where is the New Testament scripture? The gifts and callings of God are what? irrevocable. God doesn't take away. You're lying about God. God is not the one who took it away from you. No one that is certain. He's got you deceived. God doesn't take anything away. If he gives it to you, he's there. He won't take it back. There have been people who were in disobedience. How many know something? Yeah. God didn't take something strength away. Something took it away. When he gave out the secret. It wasn't God. But he was living in rebellion even at that time. He was doing what God had opposed and clearly spoken to them. He was their leader. Spiritual leader. He was doing what he knew God said he shouldn't do. He was with a harlot. Not just a harlot in, in Israel. A Gentile. And God had told them you don't do that. And yet when he stands up the power was still there. How can this work? Because the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. That's why a lot of great men of God, they fall. Because they can do something evil the night before, and they go back out the next day, they're still feeling bad, and they don't have much time to repent, because it happened the night, now the next morning they have to preach and pray for somebody, and, and they, they, they're struggling with, why wow, God, please help me. I don't know what I've done. And then they go out, and people get healed. And they're wondering in their mind, Satan, see, you see, there's nothing really wrong with what you've done. And so they think, well, maybe this is not as bad as the Christians say. It's bad. It's that bad. It's that bad. The reason why you're seeing the miracle is not because of you. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. He's not going to take them away. How many know, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> but this thing is coming back to me. But, but you, you know Balaam? Greedy Balaam? You can read from scripture. When the scripture gives us this, God is not a man that should repent. Neither the son of man that shall go back on his word. Has he said, and shall he not do it? Has he spoken, and shall he not make it, make it good? That was coming out of the mouth of Balaam, and Balaam was in rebellion. Balaam was in rebellion while he was saying this scripture, this great scripture. Balaam was in rebellion. And the Bible later in Revelation calls him a sorcerer. We quote that scripture. So everything you read in scripture doesn't mean you have to go by it. God doesn't take anything away from us. The devil is the one taking it away from us. And so what you fear, you will attract. 
So we must constantly resist fear. Constantly. This is what Job said, For the thing I greatly feared has come upon me. How could he recognize what has come upon him as to what he had feared? Because he recognized it because he actually dwelt on it. He recognized these things when it happened to him because he had been thinking about them in fear. Hello? What you fear, you will attract. You will attract. It come to you. Fear is the opposite of faith. And if you speak it now, give me this scripture, please. Second uh, Corinthians chapter four, verse thirteen. And we, and since we have Second Corinthians, yes. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I mean, you know, faith is a spirit. Fear is also a spirit. We're coming to that. And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, in other words, it's already been established. That's what it's saying. It's already been established. I believe, therefore I what? I speak. If you can't say it, you don't really believe it. If you can't say, God has healed me, I believe I'm healed, while the pain is still there, you don't really believe in God's power to heal until you can boldly confess it you really don't believe it i've been there it's hard to speak when you don't believe because your your mind immediately sits and the accuser says you know you don't believe what you speak in your line <laughs> it's just the way it is and then you tell him be quiet god said to say it i'm saying it <laughs> lord i believe and help my exactly and i move on <laughs> till i really believe okay i keep saying it till i believe it what i greatly feared has come to me and what i dreaded has happened to me so we must constantly resist fear and don't open any channel for fear now Fear will keep you bound all your life. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 15. Fear will keep you in chains all your life. Fear will prevent you from taking a step that could bring so much blessing to your life and your family and everything around you. Fear will hold you from taking that step. That's how powerful fear is. And you can read in Hebrews chapter uh, 2 verse 15. It's very clear. They were afraid all your lives. Fear can hold you in bondage. They were in bondage all your lives. Because of fear of death. Fear will keep you in bondage. Fear also has torment. Or involves torment. When you are afraid, you... you sh- and let me tell you something. When you have faith... You can Im- you imagine a lot of stuff. You start imagining things. And sometimes you think, why am I thinking like this? I must be crazy. Because it's never going to happen. The same thing with fear. Fear will let you or make you imagine things that will never happen in this world. A little pain, this is the big one, you remember? <laughs> every, every little thing is going to be the end. Something comes in the mail and you read it and you're thinking, oh my God, why am I going to ever come out of this? It's the fear. And you start imagining things based on something you just read. You were smiling and laughing a minute ago until you read that stuff. Now your joy is gone. You're no longer laughing. Now you're thinking and imagining great things. And all in fear. But the Bible has called us to live by faith. To be, be a part of his divine nature. The second Peter tells us that. To partake of his divine nature. So we must never be afraid. It involves a lot of torment. Things that will never happen. You just keep imagining. And if you stay with it, it's going to come out. It's, you're attracting it. 
you're attracting it. So we must always speak against fear. You know the cure for fear? That's what I've been speaking for, about on Sunday. So come back on Sunday morning. Okay. Perfect love casts out all fear. If you truly love Jesus and you draw close to him and you love like Jesus loved, you have no reason to be afraid. Because as soon as that fear comes in, the Spirit of God begins to minister to you. And he tells you, no, God will take care of this too. You don't have to worry. You are tempted to fear, but you can resist that temptation. Because if you stay with it, he's going to affect your life. Have you ever noticed every time somebody comes to Jesus for help and they are filled with fear? You know what Jesus says to them first? Don't be afraid. Always. Because fear will block the blessings of God coming into your life. God can do nothing when there is fear. So we got to get rid of fear first. Before the channel, the door is open for God to work. Don't be afraid, Jesus says. Only believe. Don't be afraid. All things are possible to him who believes. Fear is the opposite of faith. So if you are fearing, you can't be in faith. So the first line of attack for me, when I hear something, when I see something, it's not the problem now. Is to get rid of the fear that I'm feeling inside. You understand what I'm saying? The real focus for my victory, if I am to overcome whatever this is, the first line of attack is not to go to the doctor or whatever they're saying, or even mine, is to pray, speak to God, make my confession, my declaration based on God's word until I don't have any fear anymore. Because once you fear, it is going to happen. It's going to happen. And sometimes you fear to the point where you've accepted it, this is what's going to be, and then you are relaxed and there's no fighting in you anymore. You have accepted fear and what the enemy is ministering to. You know the devil preaches gospel too? Yeah. He ministers to us a lot. Oh, yes. <laughs> and guess what he ministers to us? Fear. He's telling you, you see, that's your kid. He's going to die young. He's crazy. No one's talking to you. You're thinking it, right? And before long, he does something and you yell, you, I know you're crazy. You probably won't live long. Yes. Yeah. That's the way the enemy wants it. To, wants us, he wants to deal with us. We need to recognize that there is no fear in love. 1 John 4, 18, that's the cure. There is no fear in love. If you love, there is no fear. But perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves torment, says, but he who fears has not been made perfect in love. So if you're afraid, watch your love life. Determine whether you have stepped out of love. That's Sunday message, but it's really important. I couldn't resist bringing it in here. It's really important that we recognize that. God's answer to that, we talked about Isaiah 41, verse 10. God says, don't fear. I am with you. So what, I, what do I do? When, that, when the report comes... The first thing, what, what should come out of your mouth? I know what I have, but God is with me. That's what you say. And you keep saying that. Yeah, I heard you, but I know God is with me. God is with me. God says, don't be afraid because I am with you. And if you keep acknowledging that God is with you, it doesn't take too long because, listen, the Holy Spirit is a person. He speaks to us. And before long, he starts telling you, don't worry, son. Don't worry, daughter. I am with you. And every time you turn to fear, the Spirit of God comes in again. That's why Jesus says, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy, learn, and I will give you what? Rest. 
Don't be afraid I am with you. Don't be dismayed. Don't allow this situation to make you so discouraged, thinking there is no way out of this. I've, I've did this to myself. It's now such a mess. There's nothing anybody can do. Don't be dismayed because God is your God. What do I do? God, you are my God. Amen? You are my God. You are my God. And you tell him, you see, until you say it from your mouth that he is your God, he is not your God. Read, you can read that in Romans chapter 10. If you believe with your heart and confess with your mouth. Once you say it with your mouth and you call God your God, he replies, I am your God. When you say it from your mouth, he comes back at you and it's that still small voice in your spirit that is so powerful that can diffuse whatever is going on. The problem is still there, but you know you are no longer alone. And the Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? So you start saying, you are my God. God, you are with me. You've promised never to forsake me, so I know you are with me. You've given me this promise. I believe you, God, even though you are afraid inside. But don't speak it. Let the weak say, I am strong. So you speak against what you're feeling. And before long, this word, those words that created the universe, because God's word is holding everything in place. Hebrews chapter 1 tells us that. So you're speaking the word that's holding everything in place. And as you speak those words, the words will carry you. Because the same word that's holding the universe in place, so there is no confusion. Upholding all things by the word of his power. He can uphold your life as well. Jesus said there's nothing impossible with God. Nothing. Nothing. Including the problem that you have right now. And we're all dealing with something. God can reverse that. I've often said God can do for you in one day what you've been struggling for the past 30 years to accomplish. Oh yes. In one day. So never give up. Never get dismayed. Never get discouraged. Why? Because God is your God. He said that. I am your God. Not just a friend. He is God. He created the universe. That's what he's saying. Hey, listen, son. Listen, daughter. What you got is little. I know you're a man. You're afraid. But look, you got God on your side. Amen. And you carry him everywhere you go. You have nothing to be afraid of. I don't care what the problem is. Sickness, whatever it is. God can deliver us. We need to believe this God. If you can only believe. Because faith pleases him. You move him when you believe him. Especially when things are very difficult. And you're still saying it. By faith. You move him. You know, I keep reminding myself. I still have a situation where... I have to remind myself. That's why God says, don't forget. Remember. When difficult times come to me, I remember how God delivered my, uh, my son, Toju, from everything the doctors were saying. I, I remind myself. We're all in this together. I'm afraid and I say, well, if God did that Toju's time, I can believe this one also. Amen. And I trust in him. He's, he can, this, is, this situation is not as bad as that. That one was really horrible. Especially when you get calls from, from uh, Austin, the capital. And, and at first I was asking the guy, how did you get my number? <laughs> how come you call my home? But they have bad words. Says, Your son is going to be retarded for the rest of his life. We're just calling to make sure we got them in, in, in record. I'm sure they were talking about Medicaid and all of that. And my reply, uh, uh, you got the wrong son. He's not going to be. That, that, that's another person you're talking about, not, not this one. God can do it. God can do it. Today, I didn't know the future, but today I'm, I can brag. Hey, you want to know, if I could get that, the number of that person. Hey, remember uh, the one that you said uh, he was going to be retarded the rest of his life? He's in Rice University right now. Oh, yes. 
And guess what? He's planning to be a doctor. Like, really? Uh-huh. He said, no, I, I think, you, is your, no. But that's the God we serve. There is nothing that's impossible with him. Don't let unbelief and what you're seeing with your eyes and what you're feeling and what people are saying to you and what everybody is agreeing on, don't let that influence you against the word of God. Stay with the word. Don't even let your own experience influence you against the word of God. Don't let it happen. Let God be true and you and everyone else a liar, <laughs> including your feelings. Including your feelings. If he contradicts God's word, it's a lie. Concerning his children. It's a lie. So God says, don't be afraid. I am with you. Don't get dismayed. I'm your God. I'm your God. I'm with you. God said, I'll help you. You need help? I will help you. Not, I'll think about helping you. No. I will help you. You got a problem? Tell God. He said, these words have been established in heaven. Forever, O Lord, your word is established in heaven. Can never change. God says, I will help you. He said, not only help you, he said, I will uphold you. In other words, Satan is telling you, this is, a, this is the big one. You're going down. It's never, you can't recover from this. You've had other problems. How come it's the new problem that is always bigger than the ones we've gone through before? But that's the way our mind think. That's the way we think. God says, I will uphold you. In other words, you're not going down. I have my right hand holding you up. The bottom won't fall off. You're there. I'm holding you. We have to trust our God. I was telling uh, Pastor Preston, I don't think we will fully understand God's love on this side of heaven. And I think for us, because of the delays when we pray, and we don't get it instantly. Satan works on us to make us feel like God is not out for us or he's abandoned us. But God has his own time. There's always a time for God to do whatever he wants to do. Never get dismayed. Keep your happy self. Serve God. Spend some time with him. Tell him what's, go- what's going on. But tell him you're trusting in him. He says he's going to uphold you which is righteous, right hand. So you got to understand, um, I think it was two Sundays ago, I was praying with a lady here. She said, uh, um, she has all these fears and anxiety. Uh, Anxiety is born out of fear, right? And sometimes when the fear cannot be defined, you don't even know what you are afraid of. There's a demon behind it. You're just afraid. Everything, there's a demon there. Let's get rid of that demon. Listen to these words. Romans chapter 8. And please believe what God's saying to us. Amen? Believe what God's saying to us. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, that's from verse uh, 14 there. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Why are they the sons of God? For, in my mind, I always, instead of using the word for, I use because. It's easier for me. Okay? You're led by God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Because you did not receive... The spirit of bondage. Again, to fear. That was before you got born again. You received, you were born with the spirit of bondage. Right? Every one of us. But if any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. So God is saying you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. 
So fear is, shouldn't be a part of your life. Since it's not a part of your life, for the born-again Christian, you should not express it or own it. You, should, you, you can feel it, but don't let it come out of your mouth. They show you say, Pastor, what do I say then? Because I feel fear. I have to express it. Well, let the weak say, I am strong. You're not lying when you say what God says. And who is to judge you for lying? Is it not God? When God tells you to say something and you said it, and he's going to judge you for lying, that's not going to happen. So you say what God said. Amen? You say what he said. Fear is the spirit of bondage. So when you are afraid, constantly afraid, you are in bondage. You can say whatever you want. If it's constantly there, you are in bondage. And he'll stop you from so many blessings coming into your life. That's the case. God wants you to do something, you're scared. God gives you a word of knowledge, word of knowledge to speak, you're scared. Everything you're scared. You can't act. God says, pray for that man over there, and, and he's going to get well, and God's going to heal him. Your reply is, God, what if he doesn't get well? <laughs> then they're going to make fun of me. I'm not, why don't you find somebody else? I hear it in church all the time. That one, one person gives a, a, word of, a, a word in tongues, and then another person interprets it after a while, you know. And somebody else, and then said, Pastor, you know, I got exactly those same words. But why, why didn't you speak it? I know why. Fear. You're afraid of what people think. And if you will miss it, and you're afraid, what if I say something and it wasn't God? Then God's going to punish me. <laughs> it's still fear. He's ruling your life. And so you are not able to make any progress with God because you can't step out of the boat. Amen? <laughs> You got to step out of the boat based on his word. And don't go t- testing the water to see if it will hold your weight. You know you're not coming out of the boat. You stay there. We all know that too. Once I see you doing that, it's okay. he's not coming out. He's going to stay in the boat. So we need to do that. Fear is the spirit of bondage. Fear is a spirit. Just as faith. It's the spirit. Fear will attract evil things. Faith will attract blessed things. We have to recognize that. And so we must resist fear. Second Timothy 7, I mean 1 verse 7 tells us this. For God has not given, that's what I was praying with the lady. I said, say it lady. Let's say it strong. Say it like you mean it. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of what? Of power, of love. And you know what I tell myself? I have a sound mind. I say that all the time. I have a sound mind. Because God said so. Amen? You have an argument against that? But I talk to him about it. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the, he has given us what? I got some power here. Amen? I got some love. I can love. We said it on Sunday. I can. I have the ability. If you say you don't, you make God a liar. That's what the scripture says. God says you have it, and you say you don't have it. Who is lying? God says, I have love. I have the spirit of love dwelling inside of me. (coughs) Excuse me. So I can love. I can love anybody. It gives me joy to love. Amen? Even when they hurt, they hurt you. You can still love. Amen? You can still love. So I have that spirit. A spirit is a being, not just a floating. (laughs) The way we think. It's a being. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of love. And it's in your spirit. The Bible tells us that. I will put my spirit in you and you will keep my judgments and do them. So you can keep those things. You can do it. 
You don't have the spirit of fear. And so when there's fear in your heart, that's a clear sign the enemy is coming at you and attacking you. You can fight back. The Bible says resist the devil and he'll flee. How do you resist him? God has not given me this. That's what you say. The spirit of fear, but of power. See, I'm not scared. When you have power, you're not scared of anything, right? You think you can scare something? You can wave your sword in his face. He'll be looking at you. He says, son, if you wave that too much, I'm going to take you out. (laughs) You're not going to scare him? You have power. You have love. And my mind is sound. I plan to keep a sound mind even when I get to the 80s and plus. I don't believe in all this stuff as Alzheimer's or what of this disease. That's not for me. Uh, you can't have a sound mind uh, and uh, have that kind of stuff. Alzheimer's and all of that. That's not for us. But if you are afraid of it, guess what's going to happen? Yeah. Every time you forget, Satan ministers to you. <laughs> I tell you, that disease is coming to you. You are quarter to having that disease now. You remember the guy, Sanford and son? He's always doing the big one. Remember that? Uh, this is the big one. I used to love it. <laughs> the big one. I never realized he was going to die on set with the big one. He spoke it so much. And people identified it with him. Right? He got what he said. He got what he said. Even though it was just comedy, when it comes out of your mouth, it's part of you. It's part of you. You just don't say it. Because life and death, yeah. And so Satan wants to whisper. You forget a little bit. For us, I think maybe I attribute it to old age, <laughs> which I'm not even allowing. <laughs> hey, don't laugh. It's, it's not funny, not yet. <laughs> We're not old. We're doing better. Sometimes my wife will forget something. She's really very smart. But I'll tell her, Angela, you're still young. You're still young. <laughs> you're still young. And we laugh about it. But it's a way I need to encourage her before the devil starts ministering. You're losing your mind. And you're getting old. So you can't function anymore. And you accept. You know what? I'm going to be very frank with you. I never accepted teenage years for kids. I didn't accept it. I, had my, I won't say it to anybody, but I had my mind made up. I'm not going to live that way. With the teenagers in your house, your kids turn to be teenagers. You remember that? And they tell you he's going to be held in your house because you're teen. We never had that. But I rejected it long before. I just don't want it. That's for them, not for us. And thank God, the kids were not perfect. But I didn't, we don't know, Angela and I don't know what it means, it means to have teenage sons or daughters. We, didn't, we, don't, we don't know that. We have never known that. My point is it's not a bragging for us. Reject what is not in the word. This is God. We didn't do it. We didn't do it. God did it. But you have to make up your mind. The Bible says, choose you this day, right? Yeah, you got to choose. You got to choose. I rejected it in my mind. I didn't have to discuss it with Angela in my mind. No, and I keep hearing it from Christians. Oh, ah, he's just a teenager. Oh, he's just, uh, yeah. I want a little bit of, but no, I'm, it's not, my life is not going to be, I'm not going to be running up the wall because of a teenage son in the house. It's an amazing thing. <coughs> uh, in my country, we believe that Americans, <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> if you raise, you know, a kid, in America, they, they, you know, they have this big heresy, the richest part of, the richest country in the world, and they look down on everybody. And some, I'm, I'm, outside the country, you don't know this. And how Americans are really loud. I'm so proud. <laughs> because God's blessed us. Amen? 
And so we carry ourselves that way. Nothing wrong with that. But the, my sister, Clara, she expected, she, um, you have sons, my children, to be uh, really bad kids because uh, they came from Africa and they live in America and they will be rude because that's all they hear on television, cuss words and all of those kids. And yeah, she came and lived with us and one day she called me and says, good luck, how, how did you raise these kids? I said, what do you mean? He says, how come they are so respectful? And I said, well, I don't know. He's just, they're just what they are. We did that? No, God did that. Because the Bible says all your children shall be taught by God himself. And to him be all the glory. But we have to accept what he says. And humble ourselves. Not pride. Humble yourself and accept what God says against what you believe. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We have to believe what he says. Even though he doesn't agree with you. I humble myself. God, I'm not there. But could you help me? Help me to walk this way. Help me. You said this. This is what the world is saying. You can't be wrong. The world must be wrong. But this is what everybody is experiencing. So what do I do? God, please help me. And he will. He will. It's to him be all the glory. That's what it is. I have a few more minutes, so I'll go off. <laughs> Always declare you never had no want. You'll never be unable to pay bills. It's a hard thing to say. Especially if you don't have a job. Because every time you say, I'm not able to pay my bill, Satan says, you know you don't have a job? How come you're saying that? But God has made himself your shepherd. You didn't ask him to make himself your shepherd. He made himself your shepherd. And he said it in his word. You say it. The Lord is what? Well, say it. Until you declare it constantly, even in times of difficulty, He is not your shepherd. You got to say it until your heart believes it. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. I have been there. The bills are coming. But all you have now, you got nothing else. You No job. I can remember when we started ministry with just a few people. We were raising money to build. No salary. Angela, I think if I recall that time, it wasn't too long afterwards. They, 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 she, she got, uh, I don't think she was fired, but the owner of the business couldn't keep her. But God can take care of those things. And I guess in those days, the early days of our church, I, I think Angela finally says, good luck. You have, this is your prosperity stuff. You've been preaching prosperity. It's too long. Can you have something else to preach? I wasn't preaching to the congregation. I was preaching to me. Okay? <laughs> they, they had the privilege of hearing it. And if you were in a church years back, you always hear me say, the Lord is my shepherd. Not many of you were here. You hear me say that every Sunday. I wasn't talking to them. I was talking to me. Oh, yes. Still not much, but it made me feel good, okay? <laughs> Nothing much coming out, but I felt good. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That settles it. He makes me to lie down not striving, running to and fro. I'm lying down in green pastures. Sheep, right? Shepherd sheep. Uh, when you got all around, you roll to the left, it's green. You roll to the right, it's still green. 
if you want to lie face down, it's still green. It makes me, it makes me to lie down in green pastures. Notice not one pasture, right? Pastures. Is God able to keep his promise? Yes, he can. No, if you're not experiencing it today, does it mean God has forgotten his word? No. He says his word like the rain. Okay? It comes down, it takes a while, and then the fruit begins to come. Don't get discouraged, don't quit. And God even says in this same scripture, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You want to eat from a table that God himself had prepared? That's good eating. (laughs) Amen? That's good eating. I was saying to somebody, and I need to close from here. We'll go back today because I have a lot to say in this. Because this is one area where we fear the most. Our needs met. Car, place to live, children's education, and all of that. I remember years ago, when I when uh, we decided, Angel and I decided we're going to go into ministry. Um, it was obvious the kids were smart, and people were saying, "Yeah, you're going to work, Angela. How, how the kids now? You're going to make the school kids go to junior colleges because you can't pay their bills." Yeah, I heard that a lot. At least sometimes it was tough to hear. Because people are saying this thing, and you, there's nothing I could do. You just listen and wonder. And what you're saying in the natural was true. Where are you guys going to get the money to do this? My response is we will talk about this when we get there. <laughs> We'll talk about this when we get there. But somehow, some way, I believe God is going to help us somehow. You don't know the future, but God does help. God does help. Uh, So we can trust God. He'll take care of us. He'll take care of our needs. Man is not the one to look to. God is the one to look to. God will make things happen. God can do anything. So no matter what you're going through tonight, would you make a choice tonight? I'm going to trust God. And I'm going to speak his word. The greatest danger is if you've been in something for long, that's how you think. Your your mind, Satan will convince you and your mind will deceive you to think this will never change. This is the way it's always been in this family. That's the way it's going to stay. Stay. Don't accept it. Today, change your mind. Change your mind about that situation. And say to yourself, I'm going to trust God. Remember the woman with the issue of blood? How long? Twelve years. But then she heard about Jesus and she changed her mind. Today is the beginning of, this is my day. This is going to change. You can do the same thing. She said, to herself, right? If I may but touch the hem. And God gave her what she wanted, what she said. Stand up with me tonight. God, I'm not, I didn't, we're coming back to this thing because I have a lot that I want to say about this. It's very important. Say these things. Even when your mind tells you you're lying, then say back, let God be true and every man a liar, including my feeling, is a lie. All of us are in this. We struggle. You struggle. I struggle. We're all in this together. But I have to trust God's word. That's the only place to go. I have nowhere else to go. There's nobody to trust. Nobody to help. I've got to stay with God. And thank God he is faithful. I read the scripture. God says my faithfulness will never fail. My faithfulness will never fail. God is faithful to his word. And I need you tonight. Whatever that is, you you were ordained to be here tonight. Whatever that is, I need you to say to God, I'm going to change the way I think. And I'm going to change my confession. 
and I'm trusting you to carry me. And I believe, and believe me, God will see you. Tonight will be the beginning of a major transformation in your situation. And God is able. With God, nothing shall be impossible. If you can only believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Raise your hands up to the Lord tonight. You know the situation is impossible to you right now. But not with God. Let's lift our hands up. I always tell people to lift up their hands. Isaiah chapter 1 says, When you lift up your hands, if your hands are covered with the blood, God has no choice. He has to look down to you. Son, daughter, what do you want? That's why we do it. We lift up our hands. Paul said to lift up holy hands before our God without fear or doubting because God said to do it. I don't understand it all, but I do it. And then tell him that God, today is the last day. You may still feel it tomorrow, but today is the last day because I'm turning it over. I'm turning it over to you. And there is a change coming. A new wind is blowing right now. A different kind of wind is blowing right now in my situation. And there is a change on its way. Change is coming on its, its way. It's on its way right now. And I'm receiving it. I'm welcoming it. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the mighty change that is coming to your people right now. We declare that this year you will not allow us to suffer the reproach of famine. There is no famine in our lives. No want. No fear. Thank you, Father. Because all our needs are met. Thank you, Jesus. We have sound minds before our God. We are free from sickness, from disease, from fear, from want, from everything that is evil. You said it will not come near our dwelling. And we believe in you. Because you are God forever. We give you praise tonight. Lord, in our sleep, let us have visions of heaven. Let us have visions of victory. Because you are in our life. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen. God bless you.